Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Good morning, everyone, and welcome uh, to another episode of Business Talk. This is a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I hope everyone's enjoying uh, their winter. Probably not. All this snow and ice, I hope they're coping with it well. Uh, We have uh, a great show for you today. Uh, We have with us Kirk Jonah. Uh, He is the Director of Telecommunications at the Holyoke Gas and Electric Department. But far more important than that, uh, he is the father of uh, a son, uh, Jack Jonah, uh, who tragically died of a heroin overdose. And Kirk has essentially dedicated much of his time and his life now to educating others about the dangers of opioids uh, and trying to to put a stop to what has become a a real deadly curse in this country, if you will. Uh, Kirk, good morning. How are you? Good morning, George. And thank you for, for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, there's, there's a lot going on, and we have a lot to get to, but uh, I know sure. that uh, you have, have done a lot of work uh, since your son died a few years ago. We want to talk about that very briefly, uh, sure. but there's, you, you now have a movie about your story that, that is yep. out, uh, and, and you're taking your message to more and more people. I know the pandemic has also kind of uh, put a damper on, on some of your public speaking engagements, but... Um, now, probably even more than ever, uh, when people are focused on, on other things, uh, they need to hear that message about opioids and, and the dangers to society that they present. So uh, sure. start wherever you want. But I think uh, most people probably know your story and the story of your son, Jack. But can you just tell it briefly uh, so yeah. people will know? Yeah. So so uh, my son, Jack, passed away April 6, 2016. Uh, from a heroin overdose in his bedroom. That's been four years, 10 months, and 11 days. And, and Jack was a really, really great kid. He was Dean's List. Uh, he worked at Boston Road Animal Hospital, assisting uh, with taking care of the, the, the animals there. And he was thinking of uh, getting into a veterinary field or possibly nursing field, medical field, but uh, he had it all going for him. But he had a secret. And Jack hid that secret well. Jack was doing heroin. And, uh, and again, he overdosed four years, 10 months, 11 days ago. So, so since then, um, a few things have happened. We formed a Jack Jonah Foundation and my family did. And what we wanted to do is take our message and share it and, and, and break down the stigma uh, of, of heroin addiction. And as this journey has continued, many things have happened. Uh, we had Jack's Walk that, was crea- uh, that, that came about in May of 2019, where over a thousand people attended the walk and the walk honored educated and supported. So honor those who have passed along with their loved ones. Uh, educate our young adults and our communities regarding the opioid crisis we are all facing and support those who are fighting the fight of addiction every day. So honor, educate, and support. And then from there, we transitioned into the movie called Jack Jonah. And that movie was filmed here in the Western Mass area. Uh, and we filmed through the summer of 2019 and the movie debuted in November of 2019. And the movie is about our journey as a family. And Dean Kane is the lead uh, actor in the movie. Dean was very gracious to 
uh, support this this uh, this mission, and he supports the foundation uh, quite a bit. And with that, uh, the movie um, does a lot of things, and I don't want to give it all away, but uh, a little bit into the movie, we share something with you, and we share some things throughout the movie, and then and then you know, boom, we we hit you with quite a few things. I, I uh, have to ask you, uh, what, what's it like uh, watching somebody play you in a movie? Well, you know, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, this gentleman, Michael Sigler, and I become very, very close friends. And he actually lived with us. Like, we stayed together in the same house. And we would do things together. Uh, and, you know, he had, a, he had a dye his hair white, uh, which is not very easy to do, I found out. But uh, it was very interesting. We interacted quite a bit. And as this, this filming took place over a three-week period of time, you see these actors and actresses evolve in their roles. They get revenge, they get stronger as, as the, as it continues because of the relationship that builds between them. And it, it was a very interesting process, but Michael's a great man and he did a great job. Where can people see this movie? So uh, Amazon prime recently picked it up. So if you're a prime member, it's free. And now it's getting a lot of uh, play. And people are now watching it all over the United States. And it's, what's happening is it's fostering uh, these individuals to reach out to, to my family and myself and the foundation. And it's fostering all sorts of conversations, dialogue, uh, you know, Zoom meetings. Now, I had a, quite a few speaking engagements set up prior to COVID. And, of course, they've all obviously been postponed. But uh, Amazon Prime. Interesting. So... Tell us a little bit more about the movie. I know you don't want to give it away. Uh, no spoiler alerts here, but um, you, you made so this movie it, for a reason. And, and uh, yes. it looks like that reason it, is definitely uh, providing proof of, of, of why you needed to do it. Yeah, and it, I wanted people to see our family, our family dynamic. Uh, I wanted people to see, you know, we had, we had a lot of great stuff going on in our family. And, and, and I, want, I want to educate and, and the foundation, we want to save lives. That's what my son would want, to save lives. And so the movie, we, we wanted to educate regarding opioid addiction. And it's a movie and, and, and it's, 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 it's not you know, chronological, but it's a movie, a lot of changing things, but we're educating. We're constantly educating about the opioid crisis that we're all facing and, and how people become addicted. And, you know, these, these individuals who become addicted, they, they didn't just wake up one day and say, I want to be a heroin addict. Something happened. And, and, the, and, the, and the piece I want to educate about is the majority of recovering addicts that I have personally spoken to, along with those who've lost loved ones, the majority of them told me that they started by taking a prescription opioid drug, whether it's either snorting it taking it as a pill form, but they got addicted. And then that leads them on their journey to where they finally use heroin. And uh, so we want people to understand if you got prescription opioids, lock them up, put them in a safe environment. Because just think about it. If everyone that's listening right now does that, they lock up their opioid prescription drugs. And, and dispose of them in a proper manner. Think of how many lives we will all save today. 
So this is a business talk show. Uh, we, we, we focus on the business community. Why are we talking about opioids and, and why are we talking about to Kirk Jonah? Uh, opioids are a problem that affects all aspects of society, including the business community. Uh, every company, every business in this region can probably tell stories of employees and their families who have been impacted by this. Uh, that's why we're talking to you today. Uh, and I want to learn a little bit more about the message that you send when you're out there speaking. Now, I know you're not out as much as you used to be because of COVID, uh, but you're still doing some. Uh, kind of walk us through, again, you've started doing a little bit of this, but tell us more about what you, you talk about. Yeah, so um, I really initially focused on middle school and high school students. And I've also, it's, it's grown to where uh, I'm speaking to a lot of adults as well. But with the, with the students, I focus on what I'll say to them is I'll say, how many people live, let's just take West Springfield. How many people live in West Springfield? And they'll say, we'll go back and forth and up on the screen, I'll put 28,704. How many people live in Agawam? Same thing, 28,000. Chickabee, Westfield. And I'll say, all right, how many people do you think died of opioid overdoses in 2016? We go back and forth, it's 42,000. And then 2017, it's 47,500. 2018, 46,000. And, and, and I'll say to them, just think, in three years period of time, all of Westside, all of Agawam, all of Chicopee, and the majority of Westfield, gone. It impacts them because their town is their boundary. And it hits them. And then I'll get into, I'll tell true stories with them. And, and, and really what I try to do is, is, is get them to understand that if they know someone that's doing opioids or heroin, speak up. Go to someone that you trust and confide in them. And I tell a story about how uh, a brother spoke up on his brother and ended up saving his life with his parents. And I say to the kids, well, how, how, do, you think, how do you think the brother felt who, who was the addict about his brother squealing on him? They were not good. And how do you think they are today? They're best friends. And I tell a story about a, uh, a girl and a, a boy, and she doesn't say anything, and this boy dies. I go, how do you think she's doing today? They were not good. Go, Which one are you going to be? Which one are you going to be? Have the courage to speak up. Have the courage. And the theme of the movie is make courage contagious. And so when I leave, the schools call me and they'll say to me, guidance has is, is, got a lot of activity because these, these kids are coming in and they're speaking up. And that's what we're trying to do. Okay. This is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We are talking to Kirk Jonah, uh, who, uh, as I said, has uh, dedicated uh, his life now to educating others and to try to stem the tide of opioid addiction in this country and hopefully prevent uh, more deaths uh, like the one of his son, Jack. Uh, tell me, are we making any progress in this fight that you can see or the numbers coming down in any way? I know this is a problem that's kind of been obscured by the pandemic. It's a kind of uh, been in the background now. People aren't talking about it. This was front page news for years and now it's, now it's on page 48. Yeah. Um, you know, sadly, the last number that I received, uh, 12 months ending May 20th, uh, 20, uh, 
2020, uh, 81,000 individuals overdosed and died. And that's the highest number ever recorded in a 12 month period ever. So it's, it's, it's there, it's still there, it's getting worse. And all I can say is we got to get these prescription opioid drugs away from these kids and these, and these adults. And if you're going to take them, so let me, let me give you a, a story, if I may. Sure. A woman is, going, is on the walk, uh, Jack's walk, and another woman's walking with her. They don't know each other. And the woman says, I lost my son to heroin. He had a dental procedure done, came home with some painkillers, became addicted, and then got some more uh, from other individuals who had prescriptions left over and said, yeah, yeah, you can have them. Sure, take them and ended up becoming a heroin addict and died. This individual walking, listening to the story, came to me and said, I'm getting, my son's getting his wisdom teeth out. What should I do? I go, it's your decision what you do. But if you're going to bring in painkillers, control it, manage it. And so what they decided to do is this individual took one and then a, a second and they took the rest of the bottle and brought it down to a local uh, medical drop box and disposed of it. So this is what we need to do. So now this young man managed the pain that they felt they needed to have managed. It's their decision. But they also now this person is not going to have access to additional pills and which could lead to uh, addiction. I know there's a lot of focus out there today on punishing those that enabled this crisis to happen, the pharmaceutical companies that, that put these drugs into people's hands. This is not your message. This is not your thing. I know we need to focus on, on that aspect of it to some extent, but go back to what you were saying earlier about uh, your focus on educating others, taking that message to a higher level. Yeah. So um, I just recently did a, um, a piece on another uh, station and they asked me, you know, what, what are your thoughts? And it was kind of tying it back into some settlements that were just made. And I said, look, the opioid crisis is real. I mean, this is just clearly, it's real. So again, if each and every person that is listening to me right now goes to their cabinet, their drawer, whatever, and take out these prescription opioids and lock them up, dispose of them properly in a, a, a medical drop box, which here locally at our police stations, you will save lives. You will save lives. So each and every one of us needs to get involved and in, 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 in save lives. And that's the message. And I, you know, like when I, when I speak with the kids, um, I, I, the last thing I do with them is I put up my son's death certificate up on the screen. I go to the kids what is that? And they all yell, ah, it's a birth certificate. I go, look closer. It's a death certificate. I go, this is what you get six to seven weeks after you bury your child. I now read the cause of death. And it's acute heroin intoxication. I go, read it again and again. I go, when you leave here, you may not remember Jack's story or Mr. Jonah speaking to you, but take a picture of that death certificate and put it in your mind. 
So when you're out in the world and you're faced with a challenging decision, and you're going to be faced with one, think about that death certificate. And hopefully that will give you the strength to make the right decision. When you and I spoke a couple of years ago, you said that, um, you know, Jack might be gone, but uh, you sometimes lean on him for support in some ways and that he's actually kind of spoken with you, communicated with you right. in some ways about the message that you delivered. And I guess this is, is, again, we don't want to give the movie away, but this becomes part of the movie as well. You want to talk about that a little bit and how sure. he's still with you today in a lot of ways? Yes, yes. And, and, and so what happened was um, I wasn't sleeping well. I was really struggling with, with sleeping. And a friend uh, came to me and said, you know, open up. That's, that's Jack trying to speak with you. Um, just open up, see what happens. And all of a sudden, I, I just, George, I, I was getting flooded with, 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 with things. And I'm not that smart of a guy. And all these things just happened. You know, the foundation, the 501c3, uh, the walk, the movie, the speaking engagements. I mean, I never realized that all the speaking I did early on in my career was God preparing me for the hardest speeches of my life. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of me. Um, that's my belief. Uh, I feel it. And he has given me guidance through this process. And he'll say to me, dad, stop the negative stories. Let's do some positive stories. Let's, 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 you know, let's, you know, honor. Sure. Let's honor. Let's educate and do some positive. And also dad, we got to support those who are fighting to fight addiction. And so these messages just started coming out and they've evolved. Um, and uh, I've had people call me, with stories, uh, one story I talk about is a backpack. A lot of the heroin recovered addicts that I've spoken to carry their, their stuff in their backpack. goes everywhere with them. Not in their room, it's in their backpack. And I've told parents, look in the backpack. And parents have called me and said, Kirk, I did, and I found something. And so then I, I, I provide them support mechanisms that they can go to to get the help they need, professional help they need to how to manage the situation. So just things like that. And the movie is prompting more calls from more people. Who are these calls coming from? And I, I assume eventually you'll be allowed to go back on the circuit, if you will. Um, yeah. Back to live speaking. Uh, how full will your schedule be and where will it take you? Yeah. So, um, so I'm getting calls from addiction centers. Um, they'll play the movie on a Saturday night. And they'll respond with like, wow, that was really, really powerful. And they'll ask me a series of questions in the movie. And I'll, I'll answer them uh, and, and, and say, yeah, this is why we did this, why we did that. Yes, this was a true story. Um, yes, this is a true story. And I'll get a lot of that. Um, one thing I get from, it's, it's interesting, depending on where people are calling me from, part of the country because people locally kind of know the story. So their questions are different than those who are calling me from Pittsburgh or California. They're just learning the story and their questions are a lot different, but it, but they, it's, 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 they're, they're playing in, in addiction centers they are playing uh, schools. A lot of the health classes will play the movie in their class. Um, and I'll get some questions from that. Um, 
you know, Amazon Prime, obviously, it's, it's getting, a, you know, a lot of attention. And I appreciate uh, um, JC Films for, 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 for getting that on, uh, on Amazon Prime. And so um, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting, the questions you get. It really, really is. And then, you know, I'm getting, can you send me the link to the medical drop boxes? So I send that out and you type in your zip code and you, you find out that there's medical drop boxes within a, you know, a mile from your house and people will go to these things and they'll get rid of their, their pills. So I have to imagine that COVID is making the problem even worse uh, with students home more, uh, dealing with a lot of uh, mental anxiety, all these other problems. I just have to imagine that, that this is only exacerbating things. Is that what you're hearing as well? Or? Yeah, yes. Um, it, it's a very difficult time for children. It really is. I mean, it's hard It's hard for, for me to stay in my house, right? I, I'm used to, so yes, it's a challenging time. And, and that number of 81,000 overdoses, the most in the 12-month period of time ending May 2020, that's telling you. I mean, yeah, open, you know, or open, this whole crisis didn't really come into effect until March, you know, so that's the number through May. Um, but yes. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Kirk. Uh, we're, we're out of time. I wish we had more, but um, it, a very inspiring story. Uh, I just want to say, keep up the good work. Uh, eventually those numbers are going to start to come down and, and you're going to have you and Jack are going to have a lot to do with that. And uh, we appreciate everything you do out there. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you. And I appreciate yours. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We'll see you next time.